You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Shit. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. It feels like a podcast now. Oh my god, dude. This Wait. is what it looks like on TV. Folks, folks at home, do you hear that? Exactly. <laughs> fucking Christ. Guys, today is a super exciting day. Um the the the, the voice studio, the audio studio here at, at Nug Nation. Is high tie 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 is up and running. Oh my god, dude! Like I keep the more I say it out loud, I keep getting these like waves of like, you know, like a hyperactive kid who can't ex- you know contain their outburst. Well, I know what it's like to be a hyperactive kid who can't control their no, outburst. No, not you. But I'm like getting those like waves of like intense like just like I ate way too much candy at a fucking showbiz pizza party like getting a Nintendo 64 on Christmas oh my god dude it's so exciting so uh, there's gonna be pictures of this we just took a little bit of video and we're gonna post it up on the website and probably the the motherfuckers worldwide um, Facebook group uh, which I'll put a link to in uh, in the description here uh, we're, I mean we're gonna put it all over but uh, we've got soundproofing up in the booth. We've got these extendable boom arms. We've got good mics, these uh, these good road mics and pop screens. And, and food. Oh, my God. And we just ate pineapple. Thanks for and, the pizza, Aaron. Oh, of course. Hey, that's actually uh, something that we were going to talk about. But we'll get to that in a minute. We'll pineapple get to, pizza. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Friend or foe. Yeah. So, uh, so we've got this new setup. Everything's going to sound so good. It's pretty top-notch. Oh, dude, it's so nice. And, like, I've listened to the playback, and it sounds fucking incredible. And um, Logan's going to come down, hang out for a bit. We haven't quite gotten three mics in here yet, but two of these mics is going to sound better than fucking seven of the shitty mics that we've been using. Why would you use seven mics on two people? <laughs> That'd just be ludicrous. Well, I want to I mic your belly. I wanna, I wanna mic your throat. I wanna mic your nose to get those like really high kind of nasal. Oh, don't mind if I do. Well, guys, it, I can't overstate this. We are just so fucking thrilled. It's great to see like Nug Nate. Oh, here's the thing. We've got badass state-of-the-art mics and soundproofing and like this program to record stuff, but we don't have heat. This has got to be turned on, man. Priorities. This has got to be turned on. So the place, the 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 place that Nug Nation rents, the facility that it rents is a is a former uh, road safe uh, office building. Like it's 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 a little office building that like a, a company that made road signs used to use. And they haven't been in here for a long time, and they basically shut down the whole HVAC system before we got in here. So we're like. We're making weed cartoons, but we don't like we don't have any heat. Like the guys have been sitting around all day, just like bundled up in jackets, and like I was like laying on top of a heater earlier, trying to get warmed up. We had that. You like, should not lay on that heater, by the way. No, not that one. Not the gas one. The propane one didn't show up till later. Huh. 
Yeah. Oh, that sounds great in here. I know. It sounds so good. And uh, and I wonder if it's if it's going to spoil us to the point where, like, if we ever find ourselves in a position where we have to do the podcast the old way, we'll be like. The old way as in what we did last week? Yeah. The old way <laughs> as in, you know, what we did a week ago. I, I wonder if I wonder if we're, we'll just be too spoiled and we'll be like, no, no, we'll do it next week. We just won't do it this week. Yeah. See, this Probably. is how this is the we did. We actually that happened to us when we we're at uh, Nug Nation 1.0, and we had the nice room with the oh, nice yeah. mics and everything like and that. And we were like, if we can't do it nice, we don't want to do it at all. No. So guys, um, I think it's very important to say because this is like. This is really like a graduating episode. You know what I mean? Like, we're probably not going to have to do a lot of the old way shows anymore. So I think it's important to say thank you to the people who have been listening to the show since the beginning or since the middle of the beginning. You know, we this is the 32nd fucking episode of this show. We I don't know if we ever thought we would make it past doing a couple episodes and then it was was up in the air and then getting over it you know what i mean but we've this has been like practice it's a habit it's a habit it's one of those things that we show up every week and we may not get every piece of content done that we want but we have like pretty consistently been showing up and doing the podcast unless one of us is out of town and unless one of us is out of town even then i had logan Logan last week week, but when you were in alaska yeah um, and the times before that. So I just, I really want to say thank you to you guys who who listen. I know we don't have like hundreds, but we're at the point where we have dozens, at least a dozen that listen to the show. I would say it's dozens. It, it's it. I would say it's dozens, at least a couple dozen, maybe a dozen and a half. Yeah, I, I want to go. 50 to 100. See, I don't look at the numbers. I deliberately don't look at the numbers. What the fuck, dude? I want to see those numbers. I See, I kind of don't. <laughs> oh, fuck you. I kind of don't. Because, because this way... Same password for everything, right? All right. <laughs> I'll just look Are we just going to give away my password? I'm not giving away your password. I'm just making sure that I can look up these numbers. I, I, dude, I wouldn't even know where to go to look it up, honestly. You son of a bitch. Dude, well, here's the thing. Fucking um, iTunes, their podcast reporting is still kind of more or less in beta. It doesn't really report accurately. And I don't even know about Google Play. And our website doesn't track really the numbers at all. We really have no idea if anyone listens to Big our shout podcast. out to our sponsors, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Nug Nation Studios, Mutiny Transmissions, Rocket Space, Evergroove Studios, and the 33 Patreons, and now Flipside Music. Oh, yeah. And now, wait... So wait, weren't you just lecturing me about segways not too long ago? Like two episodes ago, yeah. you were lecturing me about shitty segways. And so you just like, you did the steamroll segue. Yeah. You did just the overlay segue, which is where you just like slap it on like a sticker. Well, if you're going to talk shit them. about the, the goddamn episodes that we're doing or the podcast that I'm we're doing, talking... I want to thank the sponsors and I want them to know where their money is going. I'm not talking and to shit. our bullshit podcast. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm taking time to say thank you to the people that do listen to the show. Thank you to the people who've been following and and liking and sharing. Like, I don't know how many people listen, but I do know 
the people that I do know that it has been rated by people. It keeps getting ratings. We get phone calls and emails and text messages from it's true from people that listen to the show. And thank you guys for that, by Dude, the way. We'll put a show on the air. And 20 minutes later, I'll get a text from, like, fucking Fonz or Mike Vernon or a- Andy Santarusa or one of the – like, one of the regular guys that listens to the show, I'll get a text or a call or something that's like, hey, that thing you guys were talking about during the show, this is the correct answer to that and da 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 We're getting fact-checked. Oh, well, you know – we we have a we have a show that people participate in and we're fucking into that and I just I don't know man what's the email address for I, us mfruckusinfo oh yeah mfruckusinfo at gmail dot com if yeah. you want to email us we're also on Instagram at mfruckus we're uh, on Twitter at mfruckus the band we're on there's already an mfruckus out there oh uh, yeah those of course, sons dude. of fucking bitches of course of course <sighs> Damn. I mean dude it, it's it's we picked a we picked picked a band name from a fucking Wu Tang song like that. Oh, I know. We shot ourselves in the foot. We basically named our band the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We basically named our band the Electric Sliders. <laughs> hey, there's Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Mikey from Nug Nation. Thanks. In the booth. Thank you very this, much. This is pretty Nick. comfortable and great, Mikey. It's pretty amazing. I'm sure. I'm sure you can hear us, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, clear as day. Actually, a little too much hearing us. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks to the guys at Nug Nation Absolutely. For, for having us here, man. It's it's incredible. So, um, yeah. So, uh, man. Well, let's get on man, to the man, important man. topics like pineapple pizza. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, this is how, how, how far ahead we think of what we're going to say on our show. Yeah, we're going to talk about the thing we, that we just, just ordered. <laughs> that we just ate. What are we going to talk about on the show? I don't know. What did we just eat? No, um, well, we we had an interesting exchange out in the out in the bullpen today before we came in and did the show. Max, the the production assistant who works here at the Nug Nation, he's in there hanging out, and we're talking about getting a pizza. And Tony and I are like, since it's just you and me, and we're not picky little bitches, we can really eat whatever we want. So we're like trying to think of what kind of pizza. We I was thinking to get. artichoke and spinach. Yeah, and then and then I went. Cool. And then I went, uh, I went, you know what? Let's get pineapple and ham. A Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, a Hawaiian pizza. That and and dude, there's like And we said, that's a good idea. And then we heard gross. No, no, no. That's not what he said. Or he said to He went, no, he said it like this. We went, we went, uh, we went, yeah, let's get uh let's get some pineapple and ham on our pizza. And Max just goes, that's disgusting. <laughs> and I go, whoa, dude, wow. And then I lean over to Tony and I go, man, didn't he just kind of sound like an old white guy complaining about interracial marriage? <laughs> it's an abomination. It's an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. It just like, just but, the intense, the intense, like, <laughs> the intense disgust and contempt that he had for Hawaiian pizza. It's okay. No, I, well... And then, like, we talked to him, like, like we, we started talking about what we were going to do on the show today, and, and we're, we're like, I can't believe you don't like it, and I can't believe that you're that, like, violently opposed to it. Well, he, he, he said he had never tried it either. Now, that's my point, is he said he'd never tried it, but he still was that, like, aggressively disgusted by it. And then the pizza showed up, 
And Max. I ha- well, I asked him for the first time if he wanted a, a slice, and he's like, no, I don't think I'm ready to take that step yet. And then <laughs> and then he walked into the room where me and you were sitting there drawing up uh, the stage plot and, and eating this pizza. And I go, Max, oh, Maxie, there is a pineapple slice right here that's just one bite that will give you all the pineapple flavors that you'll crave. He's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just try. And he takes a big old bite out of it and goes, wow, I've been wrong all these years. It's now, delicious. I love it. There's a lesson to be learned here. <laughs> there's an awful lot Maybe of... Maybe I should pick up a U2 record. I get it, all right? There's an awful... <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. Ween but, is fine, okay? Fine. But it is, it is very similar to that to that argument. No, the, the lesson to be... I was thinking on an even bigger level than that. Like, how many things in the world, how much hatred in the world is propagated by people who are just like, I just, I hate that. I hate the idea of it. <laughs> like, and they're marching. Well, I, I, they're, also, I also had to explain to him that pineapple on pizza is not usually cold. He, he said, it's cold, right? I said, no, it's usually just cooked in there. There's not like pineapple juice. It's like he pizza He thought that juice. there would be he, cold he, he pineapple? Cold. And I've, I've had cold pineapple on pizza as well. Like, is some, it good? It's fine. Is it like more crisp? Yeah. Like but then I, you I'd, don't I'd rather, get the I'd sweetness rather... into the cheese. Now, that's an abomination. Now, that's an abomination. Disgusting. I, uh, no, it's, it's, it, I like it better cooked, I guess. But it's delicious either way. It used to be my favorite pizza when I was a young kid. I just, I just th- thought it was very interesting that we were able to very gently and very warmly turn someone to the other side and learn to appreciate that you don't have to. There's a lot of shit on the internet about pineapple not belonging on pizza. And See, I just, and I, that's the thing is, it's like one of those. It's one of those things that people identify themselves you know, with. I, you know I what used, I mean? I used to. I used to think this way about Arby's and The Simpsons when I was a kid. Like all of a sudden, everybody hated Arby's, and I was like, "What's wrong with Arby's? It's delicious." Because The Simpsons the, said because so. Because The Simpsons said, "I'm so hungry, I can eat at Arby's." And yeah. I'm like you fuckers. And then um, it's the same thing with like people who don't like the Eagles because the Big Lebowski said so. Yeah. Or the people who the punk to rockers. Be, to be fair, the Eagles aren't as good as Joe Walsh by himself. That's fair. That's fair. James Gang or James Gang. Oh, James Gang fucking rule. That's Joe Walsh by himself. Yeah, man. James Gang's rad. But uh, the same thing goes for um, uh, the, the the like punk rockers who just like arbitrarily hate Led Zeppelin. Or Social Distortion. Or Social Distortion. Because like Screeching Weasel said so or some other band said that. They're just like – it Led becomes Zeppelin. part – it becomes like just like – you can wear the right patches on your jacket to show that you're part of the right fan club. You can fucking just be like, I hate that shit. And that's like, that shows you, oh, I like these movies and I enjoy these pop culture references and they inform my decision making. <laughs> you know what Everybody I mean? Everybody does that, man, too, at least to some degree. I th- no, I know everyone does it, including myself. Right. But what I'm saying Especially is Especially yourself. When you call awareness to it, it really it makes it you, it, it slows it down and right. it makes you kind of go, ah, that's funny. I wonder why I believe that. Is it just because it's a thing that I heard someone say once on a TV show that I liked or like, um, you know, it was the big one when I was in school was, um, the people, uh, who would go, uh, like in their yearbook, like if it was like favorite kind of music or like a student interview type of thing, or it'd be like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? And, you know, things like that where like kids would answer questions and it would be like, my favorite food is pizza. I'm in eighth grade. My favorite band is that or... And they'd be like, what kind of music do you like? Be like, 
I like all kinds of music except country. <laughs> that was that was one that a lot of people did. It was a little packet of information that kind of moved through adolescent society, I'd like with no real knowledge to of be, the point of to origin. To be fair, country music when we were that age was pretty awful. Was it though? Like, dude, I grew up. I grew up like, loving. Pop country from the '90s and early 2000s. You know what's funny like is that. you guys did like out here in Denver. I noticed that you guys really liked it a lot more than in Chicago. Garth Brooks, like how many nights did he sell out at the Pepsi Center when he came to Denver? Yeah, he sold out a lot, right? Uh, a ton. Like, dude, Garth Brooks is like, <laughs> he's like a like a demigod in like he's like a lesser god in in Colorado. Like he communicates deaf, like directly to the eternal being known as God. Like he is an <laughs> angel sent to Earth with a song that'll just light up your heart. And <laughs> what, what do you think of uh, his alter ego, Chris Gaines? Yeah, I respect the careful, fact. Careful, I can tell you're talking carefully. Talk no, careful. no, no. What? No, no. This is honestly how I feel about it. I respect the fact that he reached out and tried something which was uh, out of his comfort zone and was trying an alternative marketing approach and had some stuff that he wanted to do that he didn't feel fit under the Garth Brooks brand. You ever thought about working in politics? (laughs) But that being said, I don't listen to it. I'm not a fan of Chris Gaines, but I, you know, I also appreciate, uh, I also respect Garth Brooks being a real deal prolific. Did you know that Road Crew covered a Garth Brooks song? Which one? A long time ago. What song? Papa Loved Mama. That's not a Garth Brooks song. What song? Who That's a Merle it? Haggard song that Garth Brooks covered. Oh, well then I, I got it from Garth Brooks. Yeah. I don't know who. Papa Loved Mama, Mama Loved Me. It sounds like he's saying meow. <laughs> Mama da meow. Mama's in the graveyard. Papa's in the paint. Yeah, that's a Merle Haggard song. That's cool. I, it was like I was like fifteen or something. That was I had this teacher in the fifth grade that hated me, Mr. Bray, dude, hated Bray. me because I was a hyperactive, like hyperactive little turd sucker. You know, man. I, I, dude, I was a teacher's worst nightmare. <laughs> Worst nightmare. I was awful. I was that kid in class. Just the hyperactive spaz, like off the wall, always getting into shit, always saying inappropriate stuff. Just like, like when you think, like I've told you before, I was literally a leash kid. <laughs> yeah, you were. That's fucking great. The first time we went to Disneyland when I was a kid, my mom and dad had me and my sister on fucking leashes, dude. Like, that is a true story. What about baby Brian? And Brian wasn't born yet. Oh, man. How much younger is he than you? Uh, Brian was born, I think, in 86. So, he's math. <laughs> See, you sit here, you, you make me smoke pot every time we're about to do the fucking show. And then you ask me all these goddamn math questions. It's a fucking pop quiz. No, uh, Brian. Brian's a few years younger than me. Um, yeah, quite so a few years younger than me. I, I want to say Adria was a toddler, and I was probably five 
mate tops, five or six tops, just loud, screaming, hyperactive, just little crazy kid running around Disneyland on a fucking leash. And my sister and I were like acting like cats and dogs and stuff like that. It was really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. There's a video of it. I'll find it for you. I'll find what I ought to do. You guys do. acted like dogs on leashes. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I dude. My dad, my dad caught a couple really good videos from when we were kids. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh, man. I'm gonna get those and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them online somehow. But, um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I had this teacher, Mr. Bray, and we like didn't get along, but our one bonding point was Garth Brooks. That was like the one place that we came together, like Garth Brooks united two adversaries on the battlefield on the battlefield like <laughs> what they, an imagination bro <laughs> <laughs> on the battlefield he did man he, two adversaries he brought a us teacher together. and a student a shitty student and probably a grumpy teacher do you want to hear my favorite garth brooks story no come on you, all right fine all right come on yeah no i don't oh okay <laughs> what if what if we just left it at that what if I was like, dude, would you like to hear my favorite Garth Brooks story? And you were like, no. And I went, okay. Then and then I, we I just got my way. <laughs> and then we just moved on and did the rest of the show. Yeah, why not? Okay, no. This so is, anyway. This is, my <laughs> this is my favorite Garth Brooks story. So um, many of you who are listening know our drummer, Ty. And if you've been around a long time, you know. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know uh, Ty's wife, Jesse, uh, formerly Jesse Krosky, J. Crow, now uh, Jesse Blosser, J. Blow, or J. Crow Blow, J. Crow Blow, John Jacob Jingle, J. Crow Blow. Um, <laughs> y- y- you'll know Jesse. Mother to Ty's two beautiful kids, Cash and Carter, and uh and one of our best friends, probably actually my best female friend uh, in the Jake world. Rowe? Jake Rowe, for nice. sure. Yeah, we tight. So Jesse, um, Jesse's dad runs this uh, printing company. And um, Garth Brooks uh, has this charity. I can't remember the name of the charity for, to save my life, but he has this charity uh, that he runs, and they do their promotional materials through um, that, like the marketing agency for the the charity does their printing through Jesse's dad's company. Gotcha. So they had a big um, appreciation party for all the people uh, involved in the charity. Um, you know, it was like a it was like a big hangout event, like private party sort of thing, hosted by Garth Brooks at the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, because it was when Garth Brooks was doing his residency at the Wynn Hotel, right? Because he can. Because he because he's fucking Garth Brooks, and he's incredible. Well, you know who else does that? Is Celine Dion. So yeah, so. Hey man, I'm <laughs> not a inc- Celine Dion she's fan. Incredible. I I'm not a Celine Dion fan. But she's incredible. They're all just sitting there waiting for the Titanic song. You know it. <laughs> okay, here's my favorite Celine Dion story. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm at this party with Celine Dion, right? And all of a sudden I start having, I feel, start feeling some pains in my chest, right? And I go down. I don't realize it, but I'm having a heart attack and a stroke at the same time. No, this didn't happen. Anyway. That didn't happen? So this the party, Garth Brooks stuff The Garth happen. Brooks party. Oh, okay. All right. Ty and Jesse go to this party as guests of uh, Jesse's dad, who, if you'll remember, has the print company that printed a lot of the promotional materials for the, uh, for the charity. So Ty's there. He's wearing an ACDC shirt, hanging out. They're eating good food. They're, they're partying. They're, they're having a great time. Garth Brooks comes over and talks to Ty. And is like, hey, man, you like ACDC? Right on. They're pretty cool. Man, Bon Scott's my favorite. And da, 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 da. Like to starts well, really cool. Just starts talking about ACDC with Ty. And then goes, well, all right, man, enjoy the rest of the party. I'm going to get out of here. It takes off. Now, Ty and Jesse, um, as many couples do earlier in their relationship, you know, Ty was kind of uncertain what was going on. And their, their relationship hit the rocks a little bit. And they broke up. They had a breakup early on in their relationship, as many couples do. And Jessie was just heartbroken by it, right? And one night, she's sitting at home, just, just the saddest she's ever been. And the phone rings, and it's fucking Garth Brooks. And Garth Brooks tells Jessie, he says, Hey, Jessie, this is Garth Brooks. I just, I just want to let you know I heard about you and your boyfriend breaking up, and, and I heard you were just really... Just really agonizing over it. And, no and, fucking and, way. And he goes, I just want to let you know, you're a beautiful, wonderful, sweet person, and there's plenty of fish in the ocean, and 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 that boy doesn't know what he's doing, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and you're great. Like, just totally gives Garth Brooks, reaches through the phone, and puts his hand on Jesse's shoulder, and just goes, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be just fine, because Garth Brooks said so. <laughs> well... And and she's like, thank you, Garth Brooks. You know, and then, of course, very shortly after that, Ty and Jesse reconciled. They got back together. They went on to get married. They had their two beautiful children. All thanks to Garth Brooks. Well, it wasn't all thanks to Garth Brooks. I'm going to say it's all thanks to Garth Brooks. In her time of need, Garth fucking Brooks, who I'm just going to say has the voice of an angel. So, and if it... Quacks like a duck <laughs> and acts like a duck. Yeah. Then Garth Brooks watch out is for the a fucking angel. <laughs> well, that is a nice story. Saint Garth, man. Saint Garth. Yeah, that's my favorite Garth Brooks story. Uh, shout out to our drummer and brother in arms, Mr. Tyrell Blosser, and his wait to play today. and his lovely wife Jesse and their two boys. TCB and Thomas C- Carter Blosser and C. What's Cash's, what's, what's Cash's middle name? Who, I don't because I know I know Carter is TCB. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. Thomas, Thomas Carter Blosser. Thomas Carter Blosser. He was an oil man. My name is Thomas Carter Blosser, and I'm an oil magnate from out west. <laughs> I'd like to tell you, boys, about galvanized steel. It's going to revolutionize the business as we know it now. I'm looking for some courageous souls who want to invest in a revolutionary business. Just make it out to Thomas Carter Blosser. Just make it out to T. Carter Blosser the Fourth. <laughs> Hello there, my name is Thomas Carter Blosser. Thomas C. Blosser. No, T. C. Blosser. 
TC Blossom. Dude, hey, I, that's a tycoon name. Dude, that's what I told that's what I told Ty and Jesse when she was pregnant with with Carter. I was like, listen, I was like, you guys need to give him some kind of like old fucking West name. Like I was like, please. Will you, if you're going to do a T name for the first name, will you please make his first name Thurston? <laughs> I real, I was like, please, just do it for me, please. And you can just call Did him Did you always T. want to be called Thurston? No, I just— Because of your last name, how? It, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But Thurston is also a really cool name. Except— uh, Laura it, wants to name a child Dorothy. Uh, um— Dorothy's cool. I like Dorothy. I have an aunt, Dorothy. The only thing I thought of with Thurston is that in high school, kids are real dicks. And I could imagine some kid being like, Thurston for a squirtin' or, or Thurston for cock or Thurston, you know. Just thinking about. Thurston for jizz, you know. Just thinking about your buddies making fun of you growing up oh, with that yeah. name. Growing oh. up? What are you talking about? I'm thinking about my buddies making fun of me across from the table we're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but all the all the names for you haven't been a play on your name. You just blew my mind. <laughs> Dude, no, totally. I just I just had a brain fart like right when you said that. It's true. Uh, no, I've never had any like mean nicknames that have really well, no, that's not true. <laughs> I can think of a couple. No, no, no. But not ones that are like. You're really, in my phone as psycho. I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Why am I psycho, Tony? <laughs> because he's crazy for the cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's where that came from. No, what I meant, what I meant to say is, uh, what I meant to say well, we is that get on with the show, man. I don't have, I don't have any um, names that are like directly related to my name. I don't have right. any mean nicknames that are di- directly related to the sound of my name. As a child, the name Thurston almost certainly would. Yeah. Are you getting Nancy? Yeah, I am. Why are you getting Nancy? Because. Oh. That's just my nature. You know, sometimes we, we sometimes you just got to stop and and enjoy the podcast. Hey, man, life's like a river. Like, what time is it? we're not in control. What time is it? We got about an hour. We got about an hour. We got plenty of time. Forty-five minutes. We have forty-five minutes actually. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, no, we can jump ahead. Uh, there was there was something else that um, we were discussing earlier, and uh, and this is one that we're going to put out to you, the listener, because we really don't know if there is a one hundred percent right answer on this. So it definitely isn't. Um, Hank Von Hell from Turbo Negro is out making music again. And for those of us who are in the, the Turbo Jugend, that is very exciting. Because for many, he is widely considered to be the, the best singer of Turbo Negro. And, and he is widely, it is widely considered that things at least changed course. Some would say went downhill since he left the band. I personally like the Duke of Nothing. I like uh, uh, rock and roll uh, machine. I don't really like Rock and Roll Machine all that much. <laughs> I think it's okay. I, th- I think it's an okay record. I, I respect them for venturing out of their comfort zone. But I think even in the, the sound that they were going for, it's just, I don't know, nothing on it really grabbed me. There weren't any like songs that really 
got me by the nuts on it. I'll just that's all I'll say about that. But I don't think it's a bad record. I don't think it's worth freaking out like so many like and the mean shit that some people from the Yugen were saying. Like I I hope we never get big enough to have a fan club like that because some of them could just be so fucking just rotten and cruel, man. Um, but I liked uh, Sexual Harassment. That's a, That was a good album with Duke of Nothing. I saw, the only time I've seen Turbo Negro live was with the Duke of Nothing. I never got to see him with Hank. But, uh, but Hank, their former singer, is out making music and playing shows again. And but. Logan, being the vice president of our Turbo Yugen chapter out here, put, put out to our chapter members out here in Denver, hey, if, if Hank came through town, who would go? Uh, because uh, there's some talk about him coming to Denver and Logan's kind of putting out feelers for the promoter. Um, the response was primarily people going, fuck yeah, yeah, I'd love to go, da-da-da-da-da. But then it came out from a couple of people that apparently, and I, I don't really know the whole story on this, but apparently there are some things that he said uh, in the media which were not cool. They were like shitty things that he said and shitty things that he did and, and quotes that he gave that supported certain causes which – People are not stoked about. We won't go into details about that now. But what we want to talk about, like my feeling and my response to it was I would go see Charles Manson if he did a tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably, right? Because he wrote great songs. He had a great singing voice. And let's be honest. (laughs) He was fucking Charles Manson, dude. Like, he would he would sell out Red Rocks, for sure. If you put Charles Manson on stage, like, if he came out in shackles and they unchained him and let him play guitar and put on a concert. Or just read poetry. Or just sat or just, there. Or just sat there and talked. He didn't. He, you would he, sell out Red Rocks, right? If he just sat on the side of the stage while somebody else did a show. I... Sell out. That's what we'll do. We'll get Charlie Manson to be our fucking mascot. Well, we're going to have to raise him back from the grave. Um... But, but here's my point, it, it, where the debate is coming in, and we want to know where you guys weigh in on this. What, how do you weigh in on the art versus artist, like separating art from artist debate? Because it, it could be argued that if you're going to see someone perform who, or if you are going to give support in any way to someone who has done things which do not fit with your value system, that, that you are violating your own values. At the same time, if you took away every artist who's ever done something that's fucked up, you wouldn't have a lot of art left over to fucking enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it it's, tends it's a, to be— a hard call. Like, all human beings are flawed to some degree— and I feel like not going to see an artist because of their flawed behavior is to, I don't know, it's to deny our own flawed behavior. You know, I, I think that forming those hardline opinions of I will not do anything to support this artist, I think, it's, I think it denies our natural curiosity. And I think it denies... Um, I think it denies our ability to enjoy things of this earth, even if they are difficult to look at. You know, 
Like you watch a nature program, you see the violence of nature. You see a spider killing another insect in its web, or you see, you know, lions hunting down a fucking gazelle out on the Serengeti or something like that. Like you can watch that and you can just appreciate the natural beauty of it, right? Human beings like to think of ourselves as somehow separate from nature. Like we are somehow not animals, like that we are somehow above being flawed. And that if there's something that if we, that we do that doesn't fit with these moral injunctions we impose on ourselves, that it's uncivilized for us to even look at it or speak of it, enjoy it or, or, or admit it. But dude, I'm telling you, I love the Beatles and those guys were super flawed like, and more and more stuff keeps coming out as the decades roll on of, of stuff it, 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 about them that was flawed. John Lennon especially. John especially. Yeah. Um, I would go see Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, you know, pulled guns out and blew out the tires of his, of his fucking wife's car and then joked about it in stand-up routines. Um, I would, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, these are things that people fucking did. You know, I would go see Miles Davis. Miles Davis fucking straight up, like, has a, like, a huge history of guns and, like, taking people hostage and all sorts of crazy shit. Fucking, I would go see Louis C.K. if he came through again. You absolutely would. Dude. That was the only show I ever cried at from laughing too hard. Me and Gunnar went and saw him. Dude, actually, uh, his set... Um, I'd go see Ted Nugent. I, dude, you've gone to see Ted Nugent. Multiple times. Yeah, I would go see Ted Nugent. Um, that, there's, there's lots of people that I would go see. And I feel like, I personally, there are people who, like there are paintings that John Wayne Gacy painted in prison that go for millions of dollars. Like, like would you go see Gigi Allen if he came through? Mm-mm. See, and that's another thing. Is, I would. I would be on the fence about going to see Gigi Allen because, number one, because he threw shit everywhere. That's my that's my main reason for not wanting to go is because it's gross. But he also would, like, commit acts of violence against people on stage, like pretty brutal vi- acts of violence against people on stage. And I just wouldn't want to watch that happen. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to witness it happen. So I don't know, man. At the same time, there's someone like – do you know about Spade Cooley? No. Uh, they talk about him on that Cocaine and Rhinestones cast. Um, Spade Cooley was this country musician. Now, I'm not, I'm not a fan of his music, but if I was, this is a place I can imagine myself being hung up. Spade Cooley, like, brutalized and murdered his wife. Like, it was this big, big deal. If he were, like, not, like, if he were still alive and he went on a tour, I don't think I could go see him. You know what I mean? Because of his actions? Because the the nature of his actions, that would have been just too extreme for me. Hmm. I probably wouldn't go see Gary Glitter. You know what I mean? What'd he do? Like, Gary Glitter, um, I think, was conv- – I think. I think. I could be mistaken. Gary Glitter was, was co- uh, convicted as some sort of sex offender. And I think it was related to children. Huh. Uh, that I would have trouble going to do. Like, I wouldn't go to a meet and greet for a tour that, like, John Wayne Gacy or Jeffrey Dahmer did. You know what I mean? I see. So there's— so de- your, 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 your line is being drawn at 
whether they're thinking it or whether they're being it. I think right? I think it's it, but it doesn't have anything to do with me not wanting to give them money. It just has to do with yeah, not but, wanting but, but, to con- like but going to their show and buying their albums and buying their artwork is is supporting them, right? Right. It, in the, in the perfect world, you can you'd have everybody agree this guy's a piece of shit, but he's got to make art and people enjoy his art. So he doesn't get any reward for that but he's but he's got to make he's got to keep making so they it. just like shackle him they shackle him the like, you have like to keep make it. jokes funny man <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so i dude the truth is the truth is is this is a debate that i hear over and over again but i i have lines you know what i mean i have my own personal boundaries on 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 these things you know i have i certainly have lines of decency and i'm wondering what are what our listeners think of that? Like, if there is any sort of absolute rule of thumb to follow, or is it just a matter of trusting your own personal your lines of personal decency and then pushing against those boundaries as much as only as much as you're comfortable doing? Yeah, you know, but also refraining from judgment when it comes to what other what boundaries other people are willing to explore some people just have a higher threshold for being able to tolerate the output of a nefarious character if that makes sense a crazy person a crazy person a fuck up a fuck up you know uh yeah well. so so we'd like to hear your thoughts on that guys uh, go ahead, post in the comments on whatever it is that you're listening to, or uh, shoot us an email at mfruckusinfo at gmail.com. Dude, look how casually I'm pulling the mic over to me. I'm like, I'm like settling in, like, oh yeah, just grabbing it, pulling it in. Yeah, pulling it in. That's nice. That is nice. Well, we have the news to do now. Now it's time for the news section. Dude, I feel. Oh, I wanted to tell you something uh, uh, on the Digi Slate. So uh, Logan and I came up with a joke last week. We were calling uh, we were calling him Boops. I was like I was like give 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 it a boop, and then and then we there was like some conversation about boofing, like you know putting tampons full of grain alcohol up your butt. That's what I thought it was. Well, and then I was like I was like a boop is when you have to poop out whatever you have boofed. It's like it's like oh I got a boop, I got to boop out this tampon or I'm gonna get too wasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, nasty. So give it a boop. Uh, welcome to the news section. Uh, let's see, top story. Um, one of our listeners, good buddies, uh, one of our patrons, a uh, really cool guy from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our buddy Chef Michael Vernon is actually making a beer. A beer? Yeah, he's making a beer for us. Um, I'm going to get some more information on Do you know what it's going it. to be called? I don't. Do you I, have any idea what it's going to be? I don't. I know. This is the one thing. I know it's gluten-free. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. Like, gluten-free. Who gives a shit? Yeah, who gives a shit? But I'll tell you. If it tastes uh, good, it tastes good. Yeah, if it tastes good, it tastes good. But... Mostly what I've seen just working in the bar business for a while is mostly your only options gluten-free wise are like ciders. And yeah. if you if they could make, I'll tell you what, if they could make 
something that tastes like Coors Banquet, if it tastes like the fresh Rocky Mountain water, but doesn't have gluten in it, and I drank alcohol, I would drink that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a beer coming. Go for it. There's a beer coming. We know it's going to be gluten-free. There's a beer coming. We're excited to see what it is. Uh, and we're excited to taste it. And we're honored that Mike wants to name a beer after us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So You, you think it's going to be called, like, Ruckus Beer or MF Beer or I think, Motherfucking um, Beer? It's motherfucking fresh, yo. Uh, it's, it's beer. It's motherfucking beer. It's motherfucking beer. Motherfucking beer. What would we call it? Help us come. You tell us. Help us come up with a name because we're like, we're spitballing here and nothing's sticking the in the wall. The Ruckus Red Ale. Oh, uh, yeah. Ruckus Red. Um, Ruckus Raga. MF <laughs> Ruckus Raga. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, help us come up with one. Yeah. Well, that's Mostly what... fermented. I got some news coming up. Uh, what Mostly news you, fermented. <laughs> what, what news do you have coming up? Um, I got the Steyers were playing uh, down in New Orleans. I can't really discuss the show. Is but, it booked uh, yet? Uh, one of them is booked. Actually, I'm looking to book the band either in Memphis or New Orleans on the Friday beforehand. Cool. You got anything? In Memphis? In Memphis. Oh, Jesus. Um, I what, could, what'd you do that for? I could put you in, uh, I could put you in touch with a buddy in, um... In Memphis? Yeah, I got a buddy I can, well, I could, I got a buddy any, I can any, put you in touch with elsewhere in Louisiana. That's cool. Any, any of you guys, uh, out there listening got an idea for Blind where Staggers is? are looking for a Memphis show. Yeah, Memphis or Louisiana. It just depends on how far we drive that day. Uh... That's coming, that's coming up, uh, in, in about a month. So is that like a for hire gig sort of thing that you're doing? I think so. Cool. Yeah. Lucky. I want to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're in the New Orleans area and you're, uh, you like the blind staggers, uh, get ready for that. That's going to be an exciting one. Uh, what else? Oh, we just dropped uh, Motherfucking Monday. We dropped Satanatron Rising this week. If, uh, let's see, if you're on the, uh, if you're on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash mfruckus uh, you actually got access to next week's episode of motherfucking Monday a week early and it's tastes like bleach tastes uh, like bleach that's a fun one we did we did a lot of stuff off of Thieves of Thunder on um, season 2 in fact tonight at band practice we should talk about what we're going to do for season 3 it's a little ways out but we should start talking about it and we should Fine. probably start getting ready for it We'll be talking about stage plots. Oh yeah, Tony and I have been Tony and I have been drawing our like fantasy stage plot for our uh, CD oh, release. Part. Reality stage plot. Yeah, the, <laughs> the reality stage plot. We got some cool ideas for a stage show um, for when the front lines of good times drops here at the beginning of the year. We're excited. We're even talking about doing a free show, possibly. Oh, it's, it's all up in the air. It's so like so much of it is up in the air, but really, what we want to do. It's going to be a big show. We want to get our friends from all over the country to come hang out and party with us. We think it's going to be that good. So, uh, man, if you don't have any early spring travel plans, you might uh, work Denver into that because we, uh, man, we're going to do something fun. Oh, and Yon will be in town then. 
We should do it while Jan's in town. Base the whole fucking album drop around one around guy's Jan. vacation. About, around one guy's vacation. I Not like just it. one guy's vacation. Fucking Jan, dude. One of our favorite guys' oh, vacations. I like Jan, and Jan knows that he's pretty cool, but he would agree. It's just one he, man's vacation. He sure thinks he's pretty cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> December 8th. We're playing with Fist Fight and Hydroform at Lost Lake. That's going to be a super fun show. we got a bunch of January shows in the works. Our next show, we might have some stuff. Is that it? That's it. I think that's it. That's it. All right, that's it for the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's more news. Um, and then we're uh, November 6th. We're going back up to the studio, up to Evergroove, to um, Finish put the finishing touches on the new record. Uh, we're going to be releasing a lot of mixed singles. We're going to mix singles. I'm getting mixed singles from this girl. Um, <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So we're going to uh, we're going to be releasing uh, singles and videos from the front lines of good times. But just for the patrons. Uh, just for the patrons, we're going to be getting at least a song a month out. Um, thanks to thanks to your help, guys. Like I really can't express enough just how much. Uh, your support has allowed us to do. Um, there's a post actually I did recently that did a, a, a whole breakdown of everything that our patron support has has helped with. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It really goes a long way. If you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about and uh, you want to get cool shit for helping us make cool shit, go to patreoncom slash Before we move on to the next section of the podcast and say hi to our guest in the studio, um, I'd like to give a shout out. We'd like to give a shout out to our most venerable sponsors. First of all, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Matula! From Displains, Illinois, shit runs downhill, don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority, and your shit is our bread and butter. Master of Poopers, Matula Plumbing. Uh, the Nug Nation Studio in Denver, Colorado. Pound for pound. The funniest show on the internet. He's good. Thenugnation.com. Check it out. Um, I was actually supposed to it's do an down. interview this uh, this weekend with a, an artist. I can't say the name of since they didn't end up coming on the show. But I was really disappointed when he pulled out. I think you told me about it. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, you're, I wrote You were writing so jokes when I called jokes. you. I wrote so many jokes. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, I was supposed to interview Futuristic. That's he's it. like he's like this internet rapper dude. Um, okay. You know the nerd rap videos? The guys come up and like Compton, like, hey, we're trying out oh, for our talent yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, and he, he just looks like a schmo. Yeah, yeah. But then he just rips it up. Yeah, yeah. his name's his name's Futuristic, oh, okay. and he's really fucking good. And I was supposed to interview him. Yeah, all I was of my say I haven't heard of him. Yeah. Yet. So, yeah. so hey, uh, Miss Miss <laughs> <laughs> Ristic, um, I just wanted to say I'm very I'm very sad that I wasn't able to meet you, uh, but I want you to know I've got <laughs> I've got dozens, <laughs> I've got dozens of dude. I made just had so many future jokes written down, all of it. I was gonna do the whole thing where like Bong Burgundy, just like thinks he's interviewing a man from the future and nice. futuristic is like and futuristic is just like no I, I'm a rapper that's my rap name and and Bong Burgundy's like oh right of course because you don't want him doing experiments on you I understand <laughs> read you loud and clear not man from the future <laughs> and like anything anytime he would say anything out he 
I'd be like, so what do you think next week's winning lotto numbers are going to be, if you were to guess? Off the top of your head. So just just for the sake of conversation, man not from the future. What's Blade Runner like? (laughs) (laughs) What year do the robots take over? Donald Trump, the actor? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Hey, guys, uh, joining us in the studio, Logan O'Connor. Hulk Logan, back again. We just launched your episode today, dude. Yeah, I started started re-listening to it. It's pretty, it's it's funny. It's It's pretty good. good. And, oh, man, and these new microphones... We're going to sound oh, way better. So good. So much better. So fucking good. Um, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal space of motherfucking Ruckus and, like, almost every other band in Denver. Jesus Christ. A lot of them. So many bands rehearse there. They, they are jam-packed every week. We have a standing reservation just to make sure that we that we get our space. You have to cancel 24 hours in advance or they, they, they still bill you for it just because there's that much demand. For the spaces, fully equipped, friendly staff, clean, everything works great, great, all the time. Uh, yeah, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, Denver, run, Colorado, run by Kate, Kate the Great. Yeah, Kate, Kate the Great. She's so great. That's Hi, Kate. Why they call her the uh, Great. Evergroove Studio, our official studio, and where we are going to be blowing butts up for quite some time. We got tons of plans. We're going to get together tonight. Uh, talk about our upcoming recording schedule, our upcoming um, release schedule. Uh, the oh, yeah. season We're already getting ready to work on season three of Motherfucking Monday. Guys, we have so many ideas. We're just, we're excited. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Flipside Music. Oh, we, just add, we just added Flipside Music to the sponsor list. Tell me about Flipside Music. Oh, uh, well, Ike, Evangelico, Evangelo, Ev. Man, he's got the most Italian name in the world. Mr. Mr. Ike Evangelo from uh, Flipside Music is not only one of our patrons, he's a super rad guy. He runs a small uh, kind of boutique music shop right over by, um, uh, a, like, on a coma. Right. You, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Where, uh, Where Andrew's. Yeah, of. right next to, well, dude, the block. I, I know, Ike. I was just saying, hey, <laughs> tell me about it. Have you been over to Blackout Screen Printing lately? Not recently. Okay. No. So Should we talk about flipside? Well, no, no. First? But check this out. Okay. In that, in that, in that um, park, in that business park right there, it's Andrew Blackout Screen Printing who does all our shirts. It's the Keep Recording Studio, which fucking Nick Sullivan, Sully from uh, from uh, fucking High Dive and a bunch of other places, like really great engineer. Um, that's his recording <coughs> studio where he does a bunch of great bands. Then um, there's Flipside Music, which is Ike's shop, which does like all like they aren't like a junk instrument store. Like they no, they're not. They keep a small amount of like really high quality amps, pedals, guitars. Dude, some some of the instruments that I've seen come in and out of there are fucking incredible. Like like and their pedals too. No, their pedals, like all these like um custom made uh, pedals and like vintage pedals and <laughs> 
Nice. Just all really cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Flipside Music, um, a, a great place to get some super rare and, and high-quality equipment. Also brought to you by Blackout Screen Printing. Blackout Screen Printing. What the hell? Yeah, man. Andrew Williams. Throw him in the mix. Andrew Williams, he'll treat you right. And, and what the hell? The Keep Recording Studio, which we've never recorded at, but we've heard bands that have recorded there, and they're fucking awesome. And Nick Sullivan is really great at what he does. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the fucking Keep, too. Uh, and last and but certainly not last. Last but certainly not least. In fact, last but certainly most, the yeah. 33 badass, awesome, kick-ass patrons who back us via a monthly contribution on patreon.com slash mfruckas. Uh, man, we've got so much stuff planned, dude. Thank you guys so much for helping us out. So, commentary this week. We're going to do... Now, we, you and I were talking about this, and I can't honestly say we haven't done this song before. I'm not sure, but I really like this song. It is it is a fun song. Okay, so... I've never played this song either. None of us have ever played this except for you. Th- those of you who have really taken the time to dive deep oh, geez, into I our catalog... I can't wait to hear what it is. The, the <laughs> anticipation. <laughs> those of you who have, who have really, uh, really dive deep into our catalog know that we have a bunch of... Like a bunch of little silly demos and stuff that we've we've cranked out. Most of them are just silly little songs that uh, I write at home on GarageBand or something like that when I've got a little time to kill in the morning and nobody's home. Um, That's the one. So I wrote, I basically wrote this uh, this uh, soft rock yacht rock like easy listening uh, little acoustic beach song. Um. And it's about people who have facial tattoos. And fuck yes. You know what song I, this I, is? I know it. Okay. This song is only available on our YouTube channel. You can stream it. Is it on YouTube channel? I didn't know it was released it's, it's, there. It's on it's on YouTube and I think it's on SoundCloud. Um, really? I, I uh I play D&D with a bunch of guys that work at a tattoo shop, and one day this song was stuck in my head, and I was just kind of singing it, and they were just like, what the fuck is that? They just stopped me, and they were like, what are you singing? And I I kind of explained it to them, and they were just dying. (laughs) So this is a song. Now listen, if you have a face tattoo, and you're happy to listen to this. They're just jokes. And... Remember, the best part about jokes is how fucking funny they are. And if you have a face tattoo and of a joke on your face, <laughs> then you know what'd be great. Funny. You know what'd be great is to get a tattoo of a joke on your face, but the print gets smaller and smaller, so people have to get in real close to read it, and then you just turn around and give them a kiss. Like they get in real close, like it's on your cheek. You remember, you get in, and then you just go. Nah. And it just says, do you want a kiss? Very small. And then you're just like, apparently yes. The, the, there's also, you can have a face tattoo. He who reads this tattoo subjects themselves to a kiss right on the lips. You read the contract. <laughs> That's not how it works. Ah, okay. So uh, if you really want to kiss random people. Get that tattoo. You can get a face tattoo. Just you can get it on your butt cheek. Uh, a face on your butt oh, cheek. What inspired this song, Aaron? Um, I mean, besides people with face tattoos, which is totally. You know, I've I've had a few friends in my day with facial tattoos, but mostly like. This is like 
I'd be working at the bar, and someone would just come in with just like their entire face just cut. I'm not talking about like I've got beautiful tattoos on my face, like some like intricate design or something super meaningful. I'm just talking about people who that's like the first thing they went for. They're like, first tattoos I'm going to get, all going to be on my face. And it's like, you know, they've got like murder people on the inside of their lip and fucking, you know, just like you, you'll see some people where they'll just have like, just like a big, thick black line on the side of their face or they'll just like black out their entire nose or our buddy Arak had a skull tattooed on his face. Still his, does. His entire head. It didn't go away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it it's didn't his, go his, away. It's his entire head, though. It's not just yeah. his face. Right, yeah. No, it's, it's his, enti- like it's his entire skull. head. There's like skull fractures like on top of his head that are tattooed on. And and I think I think it just came as one of those things where like I, I was talking to, you know, I mean, you know how it is when you bartend, you talk shit about literally every single person who comes into yeah. your place of Even work. Even if they're the nicest motherfucker, it's like, no, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just the way you cope with the stress of the job, um, and you'd get someone coming in with a face tattoo, and I'd start singing to myself. Like I sing songs about interesting characters I see, and so I started singing the song. It's just like, I got a face tattoo because I hate my dad, and it just kind of went from there. So this is um, it's a catchy little ditty. This like is it. this is face tattoo. In three, two, one. The one thing I did that I'm not stoked about is I didn't have um, the external plug-in, so I recorded this with the click track, and it just it showed up on the track. But, but also, like a, a it, it just sounds like a wood block, right? But it, if it wasn't every time, I think it would sound cool. If it was just like... You know, something like that. I think that'd be cool. When we do the final version, that's what it's gonna sound like. I've got a face tattoo, cause I hate my dad. He did a couple things that made me kind of mad. Yeah, daddy, I'll show you. Dude, we can kill this in the studio, man. I'll get a face tattoo. We should get real strings, too. I've got a septum ring. Cause I hate my mom Didn't hold me long enough Or maybe way too long Her boyfriend touched my thing (laughs) So I got a septum ring And when I'm feeling insecure There's one thing I know for sure I'll be feeling pretty great when I overcome. Now here comes the secondary percussion. I'm gonna break the law so you'll think I'm cool. I'm terrified inside, but I got you fooled. I'm gonna break your job. Yeah, I'm gonna break the law. 
I'm gonna sleep around I'm gonna set some fires I'm gonna break some shit I'm gonna slash your ties I'll terrorize this town Till I'm in the ground I mean, the whole thing is just about, like... That's the thing is it's not it's not it's not about talking shit to scary people. Exactly what it is. It, no, it's about the psych. No, it's it's about the psychology behind like it's about insecurity. It's about like the things that we do to like try and tell the world that we're not scared of it, you know what I mean? Even though we're all inherently kind of fucking scared of the world and being alive and shit like that. Like, like it's, it's about being a fucking idiot teenager. That's what it's about. Anyway, that's face tattoo. Um, my friends who do have face <laughs> anyway. tattoos, please don't beat me up. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I and, and for my friends that have face tattoos, it was him. Yeah, I didn't write that. Like imme- write that. immediately, <laughs> yeah, what's coming that. to mind? Immediately, what's coming to mind is just like some friend. And Rock's I, gonna kick your ass. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking some big fucking hardcore like New York fucking dude that I know is just gonna come beat the shit out of me. He's gonna be like, Aaron, I I heard on your motherfucking podcast, yo. I heard He's what you were saying. Yo, no, the Puerto Rican might be like, yo, motherfucker, I heard what you said on your motherfucking podcast. Why are you talking shit? No, but then, no, in Puerto Rican Mike, he would be like, no, ways out. That was funny. I did a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> not for nothing, but I heard that face tattoo song you wrote. Yo, you should get me on the next record, kid. <laughs> I want to be on the next four-year freshman record. <laughs> yo, yo, I want to be on the next four-year freshman record. Seriously, though. That's just hot. Good guy. I miss that guy too. Oh, I miss him so much. Wait, dude, one of my uh one of my favorite uh Porter Rock one of my favorite Porter Rock uh stories is fucking when Jerry went over to his house and Puerto, Puerto Rican Mike's like he's like, Yo, Jerry, come check this shit out. He brings him into the Corey. kitchen. It oh, it was Corey. Corey? For for the record. Oh, it was yeah. Corey? Good it was story. Corey. So he bring, brings him into the kitchen, he goes, Yo, Corey, check this shit out. He opens up the refrigerator or opens up the freezer and is just full of meat. And he goes, yo, don't tell nobody. <laughs> you literally just told a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no. Now everyone's going to know about anti-face tattoos. And you told it's everybody not... about the meat in Puerto Rican Mike's freezer. Oh, I'm so dead. You're fucked. Aaron Howell sleeps with the fishes. I remember Corey telling me that story. And he was just like. Dude, I thought there was going to be like a severed arm or a head or something in there. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. It's just a bunch of meat, just a bunch of ribeyes stacked. Dude. Don't tell nobody about this meat. <laughs> Yo, uh, people coming over to my house 24 hours a day trying to get hooked up with meat, kid. Dude, oh. one of these days, man, it's it, it's it's going to happen where I just like, I, I just get my ass fucking beat. By by, because we have some fr- we have some friends who are scary people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Scary enough to the point that I've said stuff and been like, "Oh man, I'm I'm like even stuff that's not related to them, just just being like, just be like, oh shit, I'm I'm worried that I said, you know, New York smells like a sewer in front of that guy. He's gonna <laughs> beat me to death." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I know. We got some scary friends. Anyway, uh, that's face tattoo. Um, guys, I think that's fucking it. Yeah, we have uh, our one for the homies, and uh, I think that's the end of this. What, yeah. What's the one for the homies? We're giving a shout-out to Kalen's band, man. Chemical Kalen? X. Hell yeah. Hell they, yeah. They just played the streets yeah? uh, like a week ago. How was it? It was great. They, uh, they've got some new material. They've got a new shirt that has, like, it's like one of your typical punk rock collages, you know? It has, like, bombs and terrorists and, like, po- uh, politicians and stuff all over it. And then right in the middle, gigantic, is Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> chugging a beer. Hell yeah. And it says, fuck fear, drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome, That's great. dude. That's great. Um, this is... Uh, you know I bought that shit. Of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> cool t-shirt guy. Yeah. Cool t-shirt guy. Logan O'Connor. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the motherfucking podcast. We're going to close out with... Uh, Buried by the State. Buried by the State. By our good buddies, Chemical X. Super excited for the new microphones and setup. Uh, thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you to Nug Nation for uh, making my favorite room in the house. Yeah. And uh, thank you to you guys for listening. Thanks uh, thanks for rating and reviewing, and thanks for telling a friend. You can find Chemical X at chemicalxxx at dot bandcamp.com. Yeah, man. <laughs> and they're on Spotify, too. Oh, I don't think they are. Yeah, they're on Spotify. Oh. Shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, and big, sh- big out shout out, big shout out to our producer, Mr. Gene Skibbins. Hey, John. Yeah. Thanks for making, thanks for making a great show, John. Thanks for making with the funniest John. All right. We love you. Love Bye. You guys. Bye.
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. You want me to call him back? Yeah, call him back. Tell him to come. Right. The cool, the cool thing about this new setup is we can, uh, we can actually make some edits on our own. Well, that's nice. Yeah, we can cut out this dead air and shit. All this dead air. Yeah, we can cut this out. We usually don't have that much dead air. So you're gonna be here editing this this podcast? Hey, dude. Hey, uh, are you uh, are you are you gonna maybe be able to make it for any of it? Aaron's saying to come. Well, down I can't in. hear you. Can you speak yeah. up? If you if you got the time. I, I'm very sorry about that. So I'm very fucking apologetic. Uh, we're probably not yes. out of here until like six o'clock though. Maybe six fifteen. You know. Is the boss there? Yeah. And what's that all about? Which is like right by the uh, spot anyway. That's what I'm saying. Well, I can't get through to him, so I figured I'd call you and I'd fucking run some threats by you. You should see this setup as badass. You see? You see the way you came off with the mouth? Just like that. You'll like it, man. All right, I'll see if uh, if I see you. What kind of crap is that? I'm going to go take a pipe to that son of a bitch. I'm going to do that. <laughs>